Revolution at War podcast giving away episode 479. Steve Schmee and the Rickster Ricky V. Rock coming to you with another rehash episode. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Yeah, I'm really enjoying doing these rehash episodes. I think uh, for this uh, summertime uh, in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, it's definitely a time where uh, these nice, long, almost two-hour podcasts would come in handy. If you guys are just laying out at the beach, uh, just hanging out, barbecue, whatever you're doing, and you just want to get in your ear pods and just listen to uh, some good content, good, interesting content, uh, this is it, guys. This is a good, good uh, kind of a summer podcast we got going on here. So the one I'm going to offer today is uh, – steroids for women i think this this podcast particularly is a good uh podcast for for women and some of the newer uh younger guys coming on the scene i think these two are really gonna uh help and inform people so podcast 378 is my pick for today steroids for women uh what else you got steve another one we want to do is very important and it's going to be steroids for newbies episode 374 it's important to me because your first cycle is really, really an important one. And it's something you're never going to forget. I remember my first cycle. Um, I'll always remember it. You're going to feel so different on it. And you're going to have such tremendous results that you want to run it the right way. Because if you don't run it the right way, you could end up being fitted for a bra. You could end up just looking like a bloated fish. You could end up injuring yourself. You could end up really disappointing yourself. You could end up with fake gear. There's so many things that can go wrong on a first cycle. And if you screw up your first cycle, you know, that's, you can never go back and redo it. You know, unfortunately, unless you have a time machine, okay. You know, there's just no way. So you've got to do it the right way. Your first cycle is so important. So episode 374 to me is near and dear to my heart. Because one of the things I like to do is help newbies out there have a successful first cycle. Very, very important to me to help all the newbies out there. And if you're a newbie, this is one for you to listen to. 374, 378. Without further ado. Revolution.org podcast. This is episode 378. Compound episode, guys. Remember... The even episodes are compounds. The odd episodes are Q&A. Steve Smee here and the Rickster. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? So in this episode, we're going to talk about females. This is going to be females. All you guys listening to this, this is going to be for you to gain knowledge. So you, your current girlfriend, future girlfriend, they want to kind of get into PEDs. They want to improve themselves. Um, it seems like every girl I date, Uh, She wants, she becomes obsessed with fitness because of me and, you know, that kind of rubs off on her. So this is a good opportunity for you guys to gain your knowledge. Female listeners, this is the only podcast I'm aware of that we're actually going to cover your stuff, female from top to bottom. And we're going to talk about everything regarding female PEDs, best steroids to use, best SARMs to use. So, you know, let's hit it. Rick, um, the first one we're going to talk about is Anavar, Exandrolone. This is the most common anabolic steroid for females to use. So um, Anavar is a dry compound. It's got low side effects. 
it doesn't cause the viralization if you run it properly that other steroids do. That's really the good part of why a lot of females like to use it. The bad part though, Rick, is that it's heavily fake. So if you do choose to use it and you report back some bad things that happen to you, there's a good chance that you were using fake Anavar. So you want to make sure you always use top quality Anavar from a trusted source. So if you come on the forums, you'll be able to find a trusted source. And um, if you, so many horror stories over the years from, from women who have run fake Anavar and it's really been something else and you don't want to do that. So make sure that you run it, but um, I'll bring in Rick early on this, but look, the dosage, if it's your first time running it, five milligrams a day is completely okay. You can go up to 10 milligrams a day. Some women run it even higher, but I think five to 10 milligrams a day for a woman, let's say a six, seven, or eight week cycle is fantastic. Um, and you'll have tremendous results on that dosage. And, and, you know, things where women are reporting is they're reporting really good strength gains, really good lean muscle mass, and, and really, really good fat loss too. Um, so there's, you get the trifecta with Anavar and it's a really, really good steroid. And really the side effects, if you run it properly and you're getting real Anavar are, are very low. So, you know, it's even, it's low for men. Men usually run Anavar 40, 50, 60 milligrams a day and report very little to no side effects. For women, it's the same way. Probably the only side effect that's most obvious, and this is true of anabolic steroid use, is the liver effects, the kidney effects. Uh, those, those are very real side effects. So you want to make sure you're running your liver support, your tutka, your Intugard. Uh, Intugard already has liver support. Seven or eight different supplements within Intugard are for the liver, including tutka. It's got kidney support as well. So anytime you run anabolic steroids, even if it has low side effects, it's still going to put pressure on your liver and your kidney. So uh, very important to use your support supplements when you're on it. And don't run the N2 guard near the anabar. That's something that you mentioned before, Rick. Um, so tell us a little bit about that and tell us your thoughts on anabar for women. Pros and cons. So when it comes to Anabar for women, it's the only steroid that I advise any females use. It's actually very mild, doesn't really cause a lot of hair growth, doesn't really cause a lot of problems with thickening of the voice. The only real side effect that some women will experience on Anabar is it could thicken the skin a bit, maybe make some acne a little bit worse. But it's probably that one that most women will be able to use, get incredible results from it, and not really have any bad side effects. Unless you're like a female competitor and really stepping on stage and you need to just look a lot better in single body, single digit body fat percentage compared to the other girls, you might not need anything else. You might be able to just do anavar cycle after anavar cycle and be fine on it. I've known some fitness girls that stayed on Anabar five to 10 MGs a day for months and months and months at that dosing five, 10 MGs, you're not beating up your liver as bad. It, even though you're a female, 
and your muscles and other tissues in your body can only take so much androgens before they begin to change and you become more masculine. When it comes to your liver, definitely your body can handle five, 10 milligrams of methylated steroids longer than it could without severe damage, longer than it could doing 40, 50 milligrams of the same steroid the way a man would. So obviously you can, as a female, run the cycle a little bit longer. And the same con concerns when it comes to post-cycle therapy are in there. Definitely use N2Guard and the number two guard, G-U-A-R-D, N2Guard.com. If you're going to use Anavar, make sure you protect your liver by using N2Guard. That'll definitely, it's a must. But it's just a good steroid. Women, at the doses that women use, you can run it way longer. Side effects are pretty mild. Except for some females will experience their skin will look more textured, a little bit thicker while they're on the, on the Anabar. Anabar was prescribed to burn victims. It does have an effect on your skin. Very profound, too, if you're prone to that side effect. If you already have some gyno, if you already have larger pores in your skin, during the time that you're taking the Anabar, you'll notice a bit of a change there, maybe a, a bit of a, of a rougher texture, you know, especially if you're slamming, you know, sun on top of that to, to darken your, your skin tone, you'll definitely notice some of those side effects. What's interesting but, is I actually read a thread today from a female who said she had acne issues and she used Anavar and acne issues went away and she, she wasn't sure why. So that's interesting that you said that. Why do you think that happened? It'd be different things, you know, maybe her hormones, natural hormones before the Anavar were leading her to get some acne issues and the Anavar somehow stabilized that. But you mentioned skin. Yeah. Yeah. Skin connection. So you think it, it could is. have improved her skin in this particular situation? In her particular case, it could have improved it. Yes. In maybe other cases, it could make it worse. But Anavar has an effect on this, on the skin. Very profound. It was my, again, prescription for, for some burn victims. Uh, it does, does help the skin. And, um, so again, some people might see their skin worse and not, not like the effects it has. Other people might see an improvement from it. It really depends on your genetics and what condition you are having before you started using the drug. All right, guys. So the second one is oral primobolin for females. This is a very popular one as well. And a diff in primobolin, you can find it in injectable and oral. I've had female clients who have used injectable, but I'm um, always, you know, first to put them on the oral and, I, and I'll tell you why the oral primobolin is not liver toxic and it doesn't absorb very well. So it's safer because there's low absorption with it. So it's much weaker than the injectable just for that reason. So females using oral primobolin, they can run it. They don't have to inject, which is a big taboo. Um, I, I know it'd freak me out if I walked in on my girlfriend and she's injecting steroids, it would freak me out. But if she was taking the oral, it wouldn't freak me out. So if you have a boyfriend or something or a girlfriend and having needles around the house freaks them out, it's just kind of like a taboo thing. So I completely understand this, but oral primobolin, you know, there's, there's been really good reports out of it and the results are similar to the Anavar. 
Um, it's, it's similar to the Anovar and even less side effects than the Anovar because like I said, it's not liver toxic. So you may experience even less issues on it. So uh, it is kind of expensive. I mean, you can buy a blister of 15 tabs and that's going to cost you over a hundred bucks and the tabs are 50 milligrams per tab. So it's not, it's not cheap. So let's hypothetically in this situation, let's say you spent like 100, 120 bucks and you got 15 tabs of 50 milligrams. You cut those uh, tabs in half, that's 25 milligrams. That'll last you a month. So, um, you know, it can get kind of pricey. You're, ca- you're talking a little over 100 bucks uh, for a month's worth of Primobolin. And you can run it, let's say, eight weeks. And it would cost you, you know, that's not too bad. Anovar is, you know, is for for a female dosage anavar would be a similar similar price um if you you know i can kind of look at the the anavar prices um anavar can cost you more money like 100 tabs of anavar at 10 milligrams a day is 100 is, is is almost 200 bucks so you know it's it's pricey they're both pricey um for sure but those are really good options for females so I think some of the results with, with females at that dosage running 25 milligrams a day, you can get some really, really good results, Rick. Um, very similar to the Anavar. Uh, some, some low sides, uh, some strength improvements. For a female, it's going to be strong. I wouldn't recommend oral primo for a man because it's so weak. But for a female, it's just the right amount of strength to really give you good results. Uh, lean muscle mass. You'll get some fat. Um, you'll notice maybe you get more cut on it. Is it is it like actually burning fat on your body? No, of course not. It's not directly burning fat, but it will make you look more cut and more lean because of what it kind of does in the body when it comes to giving you that sharper and harder look. So I think um, Oral Primo is one that a lot of women kind of don't do anymore. I think five years ago, Rick, 10 years ago, oral primo was one of the most popular steroids for females. And now you barely hear about it. So, and, and, but uh, uh, from the female clients that I've, I've dealt with, they really, really enjoy it. They have really, really good results. So, um, you know, I think it's a good option, oral primo for, for females. It looks, looks really good. What do you think? Well, primo, when compared to Anabar, which we just discussed, it's going to have some side effects that you won't really see with Anabar. For example, Oral Primo, or Primo in general, even injectable, will tend to make women lose hair a little bit quicker than they would see on something like Anabar. Also, the voice might thicken a little bit, um, which you may not see with Anabar. Oral Primo is way more expensive. You always run the risk if you use an underground lab that they might switch out the compound and give you something that is maybe not suitable for a female. And yes, you your money's not going uh, that long of a way if you spend on Oral Primo. Anabar and Oral Primo stack is something I've seen women use going up to competition. Serious female competitors. We'll stack those two. Sometimes they'll add a little bit of winstrol in there too for good measure to flush out some water. And they'll stack those three together. 
Not very common for just a recreational using female, but pretty standard practice for pre-competition, high-level competitors, females to just run small doses of the three of these. They all have kind of different effects in regard in a way like the Primo Bolin might be the better mass gainer out of Primo and Anavar. You could get on a pretty strict caloric deficit, and as long as you're training hard enough, that Primo Bolin might help you gain a couple of extra pounds of muscle, even on a caloric deficit, as crazy as that sounds. You'll just burn more fat if you, if you push your body to that degree. Anovar, you'll get more cut. You'll retain more of your mass. But will it build that much mass if you're stri- restricting calories? Probably not. Only steroid that we've known through bro folklore. I don't know what to call it. To bro science, bro knowledge. To build mass on a caloric deficit is the primo bowling. Some of the other stronger stuff, you, you need to eat enough to gain some mass on it. So a pre oral primo for women, not bad. Not bad if, if the female taking it is not prone to losing their hair. It should be a pretty damn good steroid. And if you don't suffer any of the side effects, hair loss, thickening of the voice on the primo, it may be a better option for you in your particular case than the Anavar would be. I think a female that can handle oral primo without the side effects being too much will be happier using the oral primo than they would the Anavar. The primo, just more mass, probably keep a lot more of that mass on a really strict caloric deficit and good strength gains. I mean, it's a good, good overall product. Another one that I have to um, add as well is T-Bolt, Runnable. And the East German female team, starting in the 60s, they actually ran uh, T-Bolt and they were able to be very successful at it. Um, and it's been written, I'm actually looking at some articles now that they actually use them from the 1960s all the way up till the end of the 80s, uh, while uh, the Soviet Union, USSR, was occupying East Germany. So that was their thing. So a lot of women, again, they're, they shy away from T-Bowl. Oh, I'm scared of T-Bowl. I'm scared of T-Bowl. But I think the T-Bowl, if you run like 5, 10 milligrams a day, 5 milligrams a day, start to start. I think if you're really, really hardcore, really, really hardcore and experienced, it can give you, it can give you some nice results. So don't forget about T-Bowl. I think T-Bowl deserves an honorable mention on this. Very low dose on the T-Bowl. For a female, what do you think? Five megs, no more per day on the T-ball? Yeah, I'd start with five. Because for a guy, I know I've run 30 and I've gotten good results. So if I'm running 30, then you running five is good as a female. I'd be I'd be afraid of um, females. I mean, with Anabar being available and Oro Primo being a possibility and even Winstrel being a, a good possibility. Uh, and then Sarms all of that. I, I probably would be too afraid to advise any female to use T-ball, to use Turnable. At least any recreational user, you know, high level competitor working with a coach that has brought other women and made winners and champions on stage. Different story, but just rec users, recreational users, just somebody trying to look good. Probably uh, I'd be, I'd 
keep him away from from Turinable, and I would advise him on Anavar, Primo, or even Winstrom or SARMs before I, I'd hit Turinable. Just just my opinion on females that way. All right. So speaking of SARMs, let's talk about SARMs. Best female SARMs use. He's a, he's, here's a good rule of thumb on SARMs. A lot of females get confused on dosages. If you go on forums and you read articles and stuff, I would, I would basically say for SARMs, if you just run half the dose that you see recommended for men, example, you see 20 milligrams recommended for men to use RAD 140. So for a female, using 10 milligrams a day would work fine. Same thing with LGD. You see 10 to 20 milligrams for men. So with females, 5 to 10 milligrams will work fine. And also your size, if you're a hundred pound, 110 pound, very petite female, you know, obviously using a smaller dosage is all you need. You don't have to run a lot. So the exception to the rule is I think GW carterine in that situation, because it's not a hormone, it's not hormonal at all in your body. So in that situation, running the full 20 milligram dose is perfectly fine. It's not going to affect you. So I think for a female, really, an LGD and a carterine stack, doing LGD 5 milligrams and carterine 20 milligrams, if you want to cut and you want to put on good quality lean muscle mass, I think that's that's a good, solid SARM stack. That would be my number one SARM stack for a female. If you just want to cut and just want to improve your endurance, just do carterine by itself. There's nothing wrong with just doing carterine by itself. So that would be my, uh, my choice for a woman. I think, you know, I think that that's very simple because RAD is, is, is a little more stronger than LGD. So maybe it's not so much of a good idea for a female unless you're really, really advanced. Kind of like the T-Bowl example we used. And then you have something like S4 androine, which is also a, um, a SARM. And it does cause vision side effects. So if you're, a lot of women are obsessed over their vision um, more than men. Men are just like, ah, screw it. If it screws my vision up, I don't care. Women are much more in tune with their bodies. They care more about their bodies. Men are more reckless. So as a female, do you want to want to mess something that causes vision issues? You may not. So just keep that in mind with S4. But SARMs are good options because of the low side effects with SARMs. And if you're using legitimate SARMs, you should not have these side effects that some people report on SARMs because they were using fake SARMs that were really pro-hormone. So, Rick, I'll let you, you know, I'll give your thoughts on SARMs. Well, SARMs have less of the side effects that are undesirable for women when it comes to using performance-enhancing drugs. You won't get any of the hair loss, deepening of the voice you won't get, additional hair growth you won't get. Problem is with SARMs, and I've said this on the podcast many times, all these drugs are fairly new. We don't know what could and would happen down the line using them. Not like Anabar that's been around since 1964, 67. I mean, same thing with Primo Bolin. Since the 1960s, we've been using it. We know pretty well what's going to happen. SARMs, some of them have only been available for use for the regular kind of underground market for the less than 10 years. So saying that, that out of the way, I think for a female, Osterin and GW, great stack. I think that's probably one of the best SARM stacks anybody can use is Osterin and GW. If you want some more strength, LGD, 
could definitely be thrown on top of that. Some of the other stuff like YK11, S23, I'm not really big on. I think if you're going to do that and go that far into it, might as well use some Anavar. Might as well just do it. It's it's just a, a better option. While Osterin and NGW and LGD have some have a decent effect on their own, I feel as though maybe uh, some of the other ones uh, are just weaker, weaker steroids. So that, that's kind of my my idea on it. I think I think any female doing good, doing making good gains on Anavar, we'll see comparable gains and progress and better fat loss. Definitely better fat loss. Stacking Osterin with GW, maybe throwing a little bit of LGD on top of that. Um, two good products from my store for women are Entuslin and Bridge. Bridge, you can find at needtobuildmuscle.com. Bridge product is excellent for women. Three capsules per day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one in the evening. Helps your mood. Helps your pumps in the gym. Helps you just gain more mass, more strength. It's a good product. And then Entuslin helps so that the calories in your meals will mostly be stored in your muscles, become new muscle, and won't be stored as fat. So Entuslin, one to three capsules, about 30 to 45 minutes before each meal, depending on how many carbohydrates in that meal. Bridge, three times a day with meals. It's a good product. Those two great products women will see great effects on. And then you can throw some Anavar or Oro Primo or Osterin GW combination, I've said, or you could throw any different things on top of that. But those are just two. That's, yeah, that's my whole uh, spiel on SARMs on, in women. I mean, you want to use some, some good natural supplements along with the SARMs. And if you're going to go with YK11, S23, maybe maybe try that Anavar. Why not? So I have to add as well, Rick, uh, women produce their testosterone differently from men. For men, it's light excels. From women, it's ovaries. So PCD is going to be different for women. And when you're using anabolic steroids for men – you know, it's going to shut men down. So men have to run a PCT to kind of give themselves a soft landing. For women, it's, it's different. So with women, the way you want to approach PCT is more organ health, more uh, stress reducing, because it can be stressful coming off. So those supplements that Rick mentioned, those are really good options for females and PCT. Don't just come off and not run something for PCT because there is an effect on your kidneys, on your liver, even though you're running something like oral primobolin, for example, and it's not liver toxic, it still affects the liver. Just because it's not liver toxic doesn't mean it doesn't affect the liver. SARM, same thing. They're not liver toxic on paper, but because we're running an exorbitant amount of, of the PED, we're not running it for therapeutic reasons, we're running it as a PD, it's still going to have an effect on the liver. And we've seen that from blood work. SARMs do affect the liver. So you definitely want to run the liver support when you're on it. And also in PCT, if you run liver support, it's doubly, doubly effective to do that. So I think herbals, herbals as well. 
running herbals and PCT for a female can really help because you may on cycle feel a boost in libido. And when you come off, you'll have a little crash where your libido comes back down and it's like, whoa, that big drop can really mess with your head. So I think running herbals and PCT, the Fidogia, the Tribulus, the Fenugreeks, the, the Divinol, all that, those herbs, you know, and something like Intugenerate, which has all those herbs, can really, really help you as a female. And uh, you can run, you know, you can run on three, four caps a day of the N2 general. You don't have to run the full five caps. And I think that you'll really, really feel better during PCT uh, by doing this. Anything, your final thoughts on that, Rick? Definitely uh, for women, N2 generate. It's a great product. Also, creatine for women. Great stuff to use. L-glutamine for women. Great stuff to use. I have a good creatine product called Ancient Strength in my store. Go to needtobuildmuscle.com. Take creatine, girls. You know, if you have a girlfriend, she wants to get into some supplements, have her take some creatine first. See how she feels on that before she uses anything else. And for females, the Entuslin and Bridge stack from my store, perfect stack. It works incredible. You get some very, very good results on it. And you can throw steroids on top of that later on. So you can try Entuslin and Bridge, stack them together. Entuslin will keep you leaner, build more muscle. Bridge will give you more strength, more size, more drive. Use those two. And then you can, on your second or third bottle, throw a little bit of Anabar on top of that. Throw a little bit of... Sarms on top of that. You could run them along with your cycle. The bridge is really great product for females. It's an incredible product for females. We've developed that for men as a bridge product that men can use in between cycles. Something that'll give them comparable to some of the good effects they get from steroids without the side effects. So bridge has ingredients in there to help you get a great muscle pump. Bridge has ingredients in there to help you just feel more motivated, more driven to hit the gym. Has ingredients in there to help your endurance. It has ingredients in there to also help you recover along the lines of a post-psychotherapy style. Just good herbs, strong herbs to help libido and help testosterone production. It, it was just a, we, it's a product we developed for men to take in between cycles. And over the years, more and more women have been using Bridge. And they love it. It's just a great, great product for females as well. Some women use Bridge and don't use any steroids because they feel it just gives them that boost that they need. So that definitely Bridge and Entuslin, Ancient Strength, if you're throwing some creatine in there. That's a, a, the, the female trifecta. If you're looking to you yourself as a female or you want to help your old lady, your wife, your girlfriend make some more progress in the gym and you're not ready to let them take any steroids. Take those three in a stack, Entuslin, Bridge, and Ancient Strength. And, you know, that female is going to make some really, really good progress very quickly. You guys will be real happy with it. All right, ladies and gentlemen listening to this, we appreciate you guys listening. Hope you learned a lot. If you have more questions, you can hit us up, evolution.org. Steve SMI, always available for you. Consultations if you need them off the site. If you have a question, post a thread. I will respond to it. 
Rick, how can they get a hold of you if they want to reach you? Go to rickyvrock.com. That's R-I-C-K-Y. V as in victory. R-O-C-K.com. There you'll be able to find my social. Just join. Message me anytime you want. Also, if you want to hit me up direct, go to rickyvrock at gmail. R-I-C-K-Y. V as in victory. R-O-C-K at gmail. Just hit me up. Any questions, any concerns, any content you'd like to see on the show. If you need a short consultation to help you figure out what kind of supplements for my store you need or what you should be doing with your cycle. No problem. Just hit me up and I'm always available. I'm always around. I'll give anybody a 15 minutes of my time if they really need it. All right, guys. This was episode 378. Talk to you guys next week with another one. Have a good one. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program. Everly share that word podcast coming your way. This is number 374, guys. So our steroid series continues. Steve Smith here and the Rickster in the house. Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Good, good. All right, guys. So our steroid series continues, guys, where we classify steroids. The next steroid classification we're talking about is newbie steroids. So um, these are steroids that newbies, we recommend newbies mess with. They're going to be more mild. They're going to be more safe. There's going to be less room for error. And having said that, my opinion, guys, there is no safe steroid. Steroids are anabolic steroids are serious business. They're very, very strong hormones. They do a lot of things in the body. Okay. They do a lot of things in the body. So you really need to be careful when you use steroids. They are going to shut you down. So you must make sure you run the proper ancillaries, you run your liver support, you run your kidney support, you run a PCT. And then that can make a much smoother situation for you. And also, in my opinion, you should be closer to 30 years old before you touch steroids. Some guys say over 21, some guys say over 25. I say closer to 30, because that's when you're really more mature, you put in the years, and you're ready for steroids. So that is my opinion. Of course, you've got guys these days in a much higher percentage that are using steroids at a much younger age. There's guys in their even late teens that are using steroids. So not really a smart idea, guys. Um, so steroids are definitely serious business no matter what. Yeah, five to eight years of natural training you want before you start messing with steroids. And natural training doesn't just mean having a gym membership for six months out of the year. Natural training means that you're going in there, you're trying to figure this out, you're trying to figure out different training methods, different diet programs, have done some over-the-counter supplements, some herbs, some creatine. You've hit some plateaus, bust through the plateaus by changing up your training regimen, hit another plateau, bust through that plateau, changes up some of your diet stuff with more training. You know, this is like you've really been at it, making progress, trying to figure it out. 
for five to eight years before you touch the sauce. And if you do that, then those steroid gains are going to be the first three cycles. You get some permanent pounds and you're, you'd be good. You'll take full advantage of what those steroids can do for you. Once you've spent enough time experimenting on yourself to have everything else figured out. That's, that's the main, that's the main goal. That's, that's what we mean. Um, now, <clears throat> does that need to happen when you're 30 or not? Ideally it would happen after 25 around 30, you know, and if you were like me that started lifting weights at 13, you would still wait until you're well over 25, 30 hit the sauce. But if you didn't, if you do it younger, earlier on, at least five to eight years of natural hard training, where you're taking your body to limit sports through high school, weightlifting in the off season, weightlifting on days off after school, after during college is just active, active. And then, you know, when you're an adult mid twenties, and you've got five to eight years of natural weight training under your belt, then you hit that shit, then you hit the sauce. But it's a good way to get started on this one. Yeah, and I'd actually argue, someone argued this to me. They're like, oh, I've been training for five years. I'm 18. And I was like, how have you been training five years? Like, oh, I started training at 13. I said, no, 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 no. When you become an adult, then you start counting the years you've been training. When do you become an adult? I guess legally 18, you're an adult. But really 21, I mean, you can't even go on a cruise without someone older than that at that age. You can't rent a car at that age. You know how, so really technically in my mind, you're not an adult. Um, there's a reason you can't rent a car at that age is because the insurance company can't insure you. The rental car insurance company won't, won't watch you driving their cars because you don't have the experience, the life experiences. The same thing with, with steroids. So it's very important that you wait as long as possible before you rerun steroids. But without further ado, guys, we're going to talk about the four steroids that we came up with, Rick and I came up with, that are good newbie steroids. The first one is going to be Anovar. Now, Anovar is a good one for both females and males. Um, Anovar is mild. It doesn't have androgenic side effects. Very, very little. It is a little tough on the liver, as all most all anabolic steroids are, it is liver toxic because it is 17 alpha alkylated. So you need, you need to be careful of your liver. If you have existing liver issues, you really need to monitor your blood work like a hawk and you want to run the N2GAR, the liver support with it. But Anovar, at the end of the day, you could run as a male 40, 50 milligrams a day of VAR. As a female, you can run anywhere from 5 to 15 milligrams a day of the VAR. And you get nice, mild results. And it's not going to give you a tremendous amount of side effects. Um, as a male, it's still going to shut you down. All anabolic steroids do. So you will need a PCT with it. But it's not going to um, cause other issues. It's not going to cause estrogenic side effects. It's not going to cause androgenic side effects, too many androgenic side effects. And even though it's a DHT derivative, it's not going to cause a tremendous amount of DHT side effects because of the way it's structurally made. So in our view, you know, Anovar is a good one. You could run just Anovar by itself for five or six weeks and get, you know, get really good mild results as a first cycle, as a newbie. The drawback to Anovar is it is, is, is very expensive. So you want to keep that in mind. If you are using it, it's going to cost you some money. It's going to cost you some money. It's going to be three, four times more expensive than T-Bowl, which is 
a very similar steroid and also a good, in my mind, a good newbie steroid. So that's kind of uh, an honorable mention. We'll give T-Bone honorable mention. We're not going to discuss T-Bone in length, but we're going to give an honorable mention. But I've run Anabar before. Um, very, very mild. Didn't notice any side effects on it. And, you know, I was happy with it. It's, it's a really cool steroid. But you want to make sure with Anabar, this is a big one, especially for females. You want to make sure you get legit Anabar. If you get fake Anabar and it's something else, that can really screw you up. So those of you out there who run Anabar and you're shaking your head right now, both male and female, you're shaking your head. You're like, oh, Steve, this stuff had side effects. It, it screwed me up. You most likely, I'm 99% certain, did not run legit Anavar because Anavar is very wildly fake. So in that respect, it may not be a good newbie steroid because it's hard to find legit Anavar. But if you can find legit Anavar, it's a very, very good newbie steroid. Tell us your thoughts, Rick, on Ranavar. Anavar is a steroid on training wheels. You don't need an anti-estrogen with it. You don't have to worry about hair loss. You don't have to worry about much with it. You are going to get some suppression and it is going to wreck your lipid profile, your cholesterol over time. It will wreck it. It does have some good static effects and some good long lasting muscle uh, effects as well. You don't have to worry about taking anti-estrogen with it or finasteride uh, or your prostate. I mean, you don't have to worry about much with it. It's a great newbie steroid. I would definitely um, think it should be the first cycle for many people. Also, it's the only steroid any women should be taking at all. It's a nice, uh, solid, very low side effect, very mild steroid. I like it. I vote, you know, thumbs up on it, uh, especially for newbies. Especially for newbies, it could, it could, maybe should be the second or third cycle for anybody. The first one being testosterone, obviously, in my opinion, for newbies. But, um, yeah, that's it. That's all I have to say about Anavar, man. Um, good, good steroid. And, and, yeah. and, and, you know, it is mild, but if you're talking about someone that's never used androgens before and those androgen receptors are nice and clear, they'll be really happy with the results they get from it. All right, guys. So the second one we're going to talk about today is primobolin. Now, primobolin, I have to echo right off the bat this, also what we said about Anabar, Rick, in that primobolin, if you've ever run primobolin, both as a male and female, and you got side effects on primobolin, I can 99% guarantee you that you got fake primobolin because it's another heavily fake steroid. These steroids are expensive, okay? So sources, you know, you can blame them or not, but at the end of the day, they are trying to save money. So they may use a poor supplier or a poor raw supplier, and they end up producing really bad primobolin. And it's end up something else. It could be DECA. It could be TEST. It could be, uh, you know... Anything, anything uh, they could they could put in anything instead of Primo just to save a buck. And then you're going to start noticing side effects. And you're like, why am I getting why am I getting gynecomastia on Primo? It doesn't make any sense. Primo does not produce androgenic or estrogenic side effects. So 
your blood pressure won't skyrocket on primo your heart health won't go to shit on primo your cholesterol won't go so bad on primo you shouldn't get gynecomastia on primo you sh- you can't get gynecomastia on primo it doesn't aromatize you should not get blow you should not get water retention you should not get insomnia all these side effects acne you should not get that and even though it's a dht derivative just like anovar you shouldn't get dht side effects because the way it's structurally made you shouldn't get prostate problems you shouldn't lose your head hair on it maybe a little but not not to the extent of some of these other steroids so if you're any of that stuff is happening you're very likely getting fake primo so it's very important to find a legit source for primo and get the real stuff and again just like anavar it is really expensive to find legit primo and rick even in your situation if you're overseas you're not going to find Primo because it's not available, um, you know, very, very common. Even in countries where steroids are legal, you're still going to end up with fake Primo because it's going to be hard to find legit Primo even in those countries. Um, so, you know, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to, to get. But at the end of the day, if you find legit Primo, guys, as a male, four or 500 milligrams a week, as a female, 50 milligrams a week, it should not give you side effects, and it should be a safe. It's a safe steroid just to run as a male. Literally, you can run it by itself for ten or twelve weeks, and get good results, good clean results. Uh, Primo Bolin is, was the one that Arnold loved back in the day in the seventies. It was said that he ran about five, six, seven hundred milligrams a week of Primo. That was his favorite steroid to run. So, you know, it, it's a really, really good steroid, but it's not going to blow you up like some of these other steroids. When we talked about the strength steroids, the bulking steroids in the previous podcast, that is not what Primo does. So if you want to gain 10, 15 pounds on a cycle and add 30 pounds to your bench, it's not going to happen on Primo. It's not going to happen. And a lot of guys don't get it. A lot of guys don't get that concept. They think, oh, Primo's a waste of money because I'm not getting results on it. It's not that it's a waste of money. It's that it doesn't do what these other steroids do. It's more of a steroid that you run. It's quality gains. It's lean muscle gains. The gains that you get on Primo are quality gains. It's legit gains. So in my opinion, because it's so mild, you know, it's a pretty good newbie steroid. What do you think, Greg? Very mild, very side effect free. Very hard to get. Very hard to get good legitimate of it. Good legitimate versions of it. You do need a high enough amount to see some results. But man, does it work great in a caloric deficit. Man, does it help you build that lean mass that you can keep for weeks and weeks and months and months, maybe years. Good steroid, like Steve said, doesn't aromatize, no need for an NTE. It can knock a little bit of hair out, mainly on any females that mess with it. But guys, most guys will be okay with it with that, with as far as the hair goes. It's just a good all-around steroid, hard to get legitimate versions of. But if you can find it, if you can get it, you'll be really happy, man. It's the way to go with it. All right, buddy. So I'm going to let you take the next one because you're a big fan. EQ Boldenone. That's one of your favorites. Tell us, tell the listeners about why you think it's a good newbie one. EQ is a nice steroid. Uh, it does aromatize, but doesn't cause the estrogen issues that you see out of things like Dianabol, some of these other steroids. The worst side effect I've ever gotten on EQ was just a little bit of back acne. It is longer lasting, um, so if you were having some trouble with it, 
you're going to be in for a long ride until it leaves your system because it could be four to six weeks before it does. Uh, it's just very mild. I don't might find myself needing anti-estrogen unless I go above, above 400 or 500 mg a week. I, I don't see it doing anything detrimental as far as estrogen goes. It's just a really good all around, very simple, very cheap, steroid, easy to find. Unlike Prima Bolin, that's very hard to find legitimate versions of. Unlike Anavar, that's widely faked by, by sources. EQ is just a great steroid that's very easy to find good versions of. You can pay a little bit of more money than, than going from underground and go to a veterinarian labs and buy it from a vet lab that actually is overseen by some governing body. That stuff works great. It's enough I can say about it, man. It just works great, works all around. If you do get a little bit of uh, estrogen side effect from it, from running a little bit high, uh, aromacin works great. Aromastain works great. Just use either of those. Aromastain being over the counter. Um, and you'll, you'll uh, be side effect free in a day or two. Just a really good, good steroid for all around use. And I think it's a great new steroid. Not, not a lot to worry about, not a lot of side effects to be concerned about. It's all pretty straightforward. Maybe keep a little bottle of uh, anti-estrogen in your drawer and pull that out whenever you have an issue. That's about it. Yeah, the nice thing about EQ, if you're an active person, if you're an active person, this is the one steroid that you can actually run. Um, as an, a newbie who likes to do a lot of outdoor stuff, you like to mountain bike, you like to hike, you like to take the dog for long, you know, dog for long walks. You have to go swimming. You like to, you know, do do a lot of do some hot yoga, Bikram yoga, very 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 cardiovascular. Uh, you like to jog, you like to run, all this stuff. This is a good one for you because the EQ won't won't mess with your cardio. It'll actually benefit your cardio because it'll raise your blood red blood cell count. So you'll be getting more oxygen through your blood. But it's not going to give you the side effects. It's not going to give you the pumps. It's not going to give you the, the strain on the heart. It's not going to give you the strain on the liver as much, or strain in the kidneys as much. Very, very mild steroid. So if you're a newbie who likes to do a lot of active activities, this one is a good one for you. This is, this is for you guys. The EQ is definitely for you. And I'd run somewhere between three and 500 milligrams a week. You can run it solo. Or you can run it with a little test. It's up to you. But nothing wrong with running it solo. And um, it's it's a really good one. If you run it by itself, you most likely in 90% of situations, 95% of situations, you won't even need an AI. Because it aromatizes a very, very slow pace. So the estrogen that does get aromatized in the body is such a slow rate that it will get it will get kicked right back out. So... You know, it's it's a it's a good one for sure for if you're a newbie. So the fourth one we're going to talk about is straight testosterone. Uh, and testosterone, guys, is the most commonly run anabolic steroid. Even if you're a vet, even vets they'll run a TRT dose in a cycle. They run 500 milligrams a cycle. Some guys even run more, a thousand in a cycle. Yeah, there are higher level levels and testosterone is both androgenic and estrogenic. So it is going to come with a lot of side effects, 
But again, like I said at the beginning, when you run anabolic steroids, they are all serious side effects. Yes, they have, they come with serious side effects. They shut you down, including testosterone. Yes, testosterone will shut you down. That's how it works. So if you're going to make the decision to use anabolic steroids and you say, you know what, I'm going to run the standard 500 milligram a week testosterone cycle. You have to remember that this is a serious decision. Testosterone will shut you down and shut you down hard. It will, because it's going to signal your pituitary glands to stop producing its own hormones. So you need to be prepared when you're running testosterone. You need to have your, your N2 guard on cycle. You need to have your aromatized inhibitor, the aromacin or Arimidex on hand. You need to be running it from day one, most of you. You need to have a PCT in place and you need to be running blood work before and after cycle to make sure everything is going good. You may even have to run blood work on cycle to make sure that you are controlling your estrogen as you should. If you run testosterone blindly and you don't do any, anything properly, you can end up at the end being fitted for a bra because you're going to get gynecomastia. You could end end be you put on like 10, 15, 20 pounds of, of water. You'd be like a bloated fish. You could end up seriously damaging your skin from acne. You could seriously damage your heart because you strain your heart. There's a lot of things that, that can go wrong by not running testosterone correctly. So don't think, oh yeah, it's testosterone. Everyone runs testosterone. It's an easy cycle. I don't have to really do anything. I just run 500 million testosterone. No, it's a serious, serious cycle. So, but this is the most cookie cutter first cycle out there, Rick, is 500 milligrams of testosterone a week using either enanthate or sipinate, which are long esters. That's the most cookie cutter cycle that we see guys recommend on the forums. But the ironic thing is, it is a harsh cycle, but people don't understand that and they get themselves into trouble. So yeah, be careful and be smart. Rick, anything you want to add? Testosterone is the hormone that we've had in our body since we were born. It's very predictable. We know what it's going to do. We already know what drugs to use with it. If you use a low enough amount, you won't need any other drugs. Your body will receive it and utilize it just fine. I mean, testosterone is the truth. I think everybody's first cycle should be 200 mix of testosterone a week just, just to get your feet wet, just to get started. That, that, alone, that alone, obviously, with hard natural training, good uh, keeping a, a, an eye on your body and the way it reacts to everything and just knowing what you need to be taking. I mean, testosterone is the original steroid. It's the truth. I mean, it's the one, it's the one I definitely would use uh, as a newbie just to get started. Perfect, perfect little steroid. All right, guys. So that pretty much sums it up for newbie steroids, guys. We're going to have a new class of steroids coming next week. We'll keep it going. For Steve Smee and Rick, this has been another episode, number three. 74. We will talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.